Welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast, where powerful women are interviewed every week to share real inspiring stories and incredible insight to help women or anyone break the barriers, be a part of innovation, shatter the glass ceiling, and dominate to the top of their sport, industry, or life's mission. Join us as we celebrate exceptional women and step into our power. And now, here's your host, Angela Gennari. Hello, welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast. I am your host, Angela Gennari, and today we are speaking with Inbal Claudio. Thank you for joining us, Inbal. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I am excited to talk to you because um, you have a lot of interesting things to say, and especially as a CEO mom, um, and I think we are, you know, we we are very aligned in that. Um, I want to make a quick introduction for you. Inbal Claudio was born in Israel, and aside from a four-year stint in North Carolina, has spent the majority of her life in Southern California, where she currently lives with her husband and two little daughters. As a candle maker turned tech founder, her passion for networking with women entrepreneurs has led her to create Like-Minded Collective, social media platform for female founders. Her mission is to make sure every single female founder, no matter what stage of business they're in, know that they matter. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. So how did you get started on this path? I'd love to know what made you take this first step. Yeah. Um, so it kind of goes back to the candle maker part. Um, I started my candle business about, it'll be, I have my five year anniversary in two weeks. Exactly. Congratulations. That's a big deal. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, five years ago. And it was kind of just something that, um, my husband and I were like, let's kind of just start something, um, that we can just make a little bit of extra money. We were not married at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, he was in the Marine Corps and he was going to be gone a lot for training. So I was like, this is perfect. I have a full-time job. This is going to like take up all my extra time. I won't have time to miss you. Yeah. Um, And so when he left for selection, um, it was six weeks. He, I launched, um, basically the day he left and I, yeah, it was perfect timing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and essentially I launched and then three months later we found out we were moving to North Carolina. So I built this candle business in California where I had so many connections. I was a part of so many different gyms and through like my restaurant industry, I had a lot of people interested in the candles and then I had to rebuild completely. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) In North Carolina. Um, It was awesome though, because I signed up for shows. I got to take like three days in Raleigh. Um, I went to Charlotte to do shows. I had farmer's markets and it was all amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant and I realized, okay, well, once I have this baby, like I have to shift. I cannot do in-person shows. Right. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. not going to work. Um, and so everybody was, you know, this whole influencer marketing thing, um, was starting up and, I I shouldn't say starting up. I should say getting more popular. Right. And I was reaching out to people asking them, you know, if I can send them candles and they were like, sure, it's going to be $5,000. And that was if, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was so out of my league. I was Mm -hmm. messaging like, um, the bachelorette girls. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I had no idea. So, um, and that's if if somebody messaged me back. And sometimes I would have to email their PR team. And 
I, I just quickly realized like, okay, I need to find a different way to do this. And I found influencer marketing platforms. And from what I understood at the time, you can sign up as a brand, there's influencers on there, you can search, you can message, you can connect. And so after kind of scoping this out, I realized it was like three to $500 a month to join mm-hmm. these platforms, which was so out of my budget as a small mm-hmm. business. And that's yeah. kind of where the idea for my company started is I wanted to create a platform essentially for small businesses and influencers who were just starting out a place to connect and build where they felt like they mattered. Like, although they were small and they had small budgets, they were still important people. <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank what you. a great niche that is, because you're dealing with people who are just trying to get their foot in the door on the influencer side and then connecting them with small businesses who also are just trying to get their foot in the door and they can grow together. So I love that. Yeah. Thank you. It was just, my whole goal was to make it affordable. You know, there, Mm -hmm. there was such a huge problem. It was like the chicken and the egg problem where there were small brands who wanted to connect with influencers, but they didn't have enough money to pay these influencers. Yeah, There were these influencers who didn't have enough following that brands wanted to work with them. So (sighs) yeah. How are you supposed to build your business and your following if you can't get collaboration? So if a small influencer finds a small business, they can start to collaborate, they can start to create content. And that's kind of how the platform um, idea came about. It's shifted since then a ton, but that was essentially the um, main idea. That is fantastic. And I love the fact that you did this all because of one business that you started, the other business became a default business, right? Like in order to make this business work, I need to make this business work. And it is, I love that story. I think that's amazing. And so as a, you know, military spouse, you're, you're talking about moving around and, and, you know, the stability issue, um, there, there, that's a, big issue with, I think a lot of military spouses is that, you know, you don't know where you're going to end up. And so having a business that can move with you is really important. And like you were saying, you had your base, you had your, your potential client, you know, base right there in Southern California. And then all of a sudden you have to recreate it. So, you know, I love that you were able to pivot and you were able to do it, you know, in a way that not only made your first business survive but thrive because now you have a whole secondary business that came out of that so fantastic thank you it's a great way to make friends yes yeah (laughs) for sure like going to all these retail stores talking to them about your business you have farmers markets you're making friends with the people on the you know the booth to your left and your right yeah Um, and it's just it's it's awesome like I had this girl um come and buy candles for me at a farmer's market. And she, to this day, still buys candles for me. And wow. this was like, she was one of my first customers in um, North Carolina. And she like, she's a photographer. She is a mom of two. She took my brand mm-hmm. photos when I was there. We still keep in touch now that I'm back in California. And it's just, it's a great way to make friends. Um, Absolutely. So that's kind of how I looked at it instead of like, oh God, I have to rebuild. Right. <laughs> it's like, maybe I should utilize this to kind of benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a great idea. I love that. So as a mom, you know, you've got a, a husband on deployment, I assume you you guys are moving around. What was that like trying to run a business trying, you know, did you have kids at the time or, or not yet? So I had 
a six month old when my husband deployed. Okay. Um, and I was, so we were in North Carolina. Um, my idea for like-minded collective started when my daughter was three months old. So when she was six months and my husband deployed me and her moved to my parents' house. And so it wasn't just me and her. It was like my whole candle business moved into their dining room (laughs) (laughs) and it was March of 2020. So COVID hit. So we were all kind of like, yeah, he deployed, I think February 26th or something. I got to California. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, but it worked in my favor because uh-huh. everybody was working from home. People were connecting. Everybody was on zoom. So yeah. for me as a mom of a six month old needing to kind of build this tech platform, I was meeting people on zoom. I was like, this is amazing. Like this is yeah. for me. <laughs> um, I don't have to like drive to people's offices. So yeah. It was awesome. But yes, he deployed for six months. And because of COVID, it was like, was he going to stay longer? Um, Was he not? But I'm so fortunate that I was able to move back into my parents' house. Yeah, um, for that time. Well, it feels like the stars align for you because everything has worked out so far as a result of what you thought was going to be a challenge has become really a blessing because I just feel like every time you take a step and you're like, well, gosh, that's really an inconvenience. So that's really going to be, you know, hard to overcome. You have not only overcome it, you've kind of leapt over it. <laughs> and so that's been amazing. I love the story. So tell me, um, as you're doing this whole, you know, you've got an infant at home, you've got two businesses now that you're running, you're trying to launch a tech platform. What was it like to launch a tech platform? Because I think a lot of people are curious about that. We all have these ideas of like, what this at be great. Do you have a technology background? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my dad is a software engineer by trade. He's retired. Um, he tried to get me to take coding classes in yeah. college, and I am taking <laughs> myself for not doing that. Um, I remember he would tell me like, it's so fun. Like I love math. Um, yeah. I'm such a math nerd. He's like, it's so fun. You're solving problems. I'm like, I can't picture myself being in a, fr- in front of a computer all day. Like that's mm-hmm. what I told him. And now that's what I do. <laughs> right. um, so it's so funny, but I wish I took his advice. So yeah, listen to your yeah. brain. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> but it, so he has a, he's a software engineer. So when I came to him with the idea, he had no idea about like influencer marketing. He had no idea, but in his eyes, he was like, wow, it sounds like a great idea. So yeah because I was living in his house. He was like right there all the time. It was awesome because he was able to kind of advise me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, he was on phone calls with me with developers and different companies, um, that (laughs) quoted me between like $5,000 and a hundred thousand dollars. It was crazy. Um, and it just shows, you know, your vision of what you're trying to build and how you verbalize it mm-hmm. makes such a huge difference because you could say one thing and mean one thing, but the way you say it, somebody can interpret it differently. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, you know, especially when you're trying to get quotes from mm-hmm. software developers, you have to be incredibly specific. Right. Um, and so I ended up finding a developer and I went on the very low end. Yeah, um, that was a mistake that I learned, but it, you know, it was a learning process. Um, and yeah, my dad 
was not um, proficient in the language that it was written in. So he was kind of just like helping me here and there. Um, and it turns out that the developer outsourced it to this guy in India and it was just a horrible experience. It was, there was a language barrier. I was basically checking grammar and punctuation oh, when I was like, no. this is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're going to yeah, outsource, yeah. at least do the, you know, management of it. Wow. Exactly. Right. And so I'm paying them to manage it. And that's kind of what I was hoping. And because the communication was like three parts out and with oh. the time difference, if I was emailing something, I wasn't getting a response for at least 24 to 36 hours. Wow. So it was super, super frustrating. Um, and according to my dad, he was like, this is not an expensive, you know, platform that should be built with the functionality that you want. And you can do it in like three months. So I was, here I am like, oh yeah, my husband's gone for six months. By the time he comes back, I'm going to have a platform that's launched already. Right. Like, that was my goal. <laughs> um, right. Little did I know it would take an extra year and a half. Um, wow. But essentially, you know, you have to learn and you have to make mistakes. That's mm. just business. You know, it is. Um, I'm lucky that it wasn't a hundred thousand dollar mistake, but I ended up, um, I think I let go of that developer, like after my husband even came back and we got back to North Carolina, um, I ended up parting ways with him and, um, finding somebody else. It took me like three months to find somebody else. I told him about my issue with outsourcing and he was like, no problem. I'm not good at this, um, language, but I will manage it. It's not difficult to kind of get it to the finish line for you. So he found somebody in the U S mm-hmm. and that person outsourced it without him knowing. Oh no. Yeah. And I told him like, Tim, I am, I swear it's being outsourced. Like I know I'm a professional at this by now. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was kind of like just the launch delays just kept happening. And at this point I found out I was pregnant with baby number two. So not mm. only am I dealing with this, I have my hormones, my emotions <laughs> just all over the place. Yes. Um, so essentially he found a developer. Um, they got it like 99% of the way, but I knew that I didn't want to continue with them. I wanted to find a developer because I was professional essentially at this point with like, you know, verbiage and what I wanted and, um, kind of how to explain the process and the functionality and all that, that came with the development aspect. I knew I just wanted to work with a developer straightforward. Um, so I went on Upwork and I actually, after interviewing a few people found my developer and he's still with me today. And he's like, he gets on zooms with me. He does things for me, like five seconds. He's like, Imbal, just let me know what you need. I got this for you. Um, and if I hadn't gone through them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have found my developer now who's incredible. He's in the US. He's amazing. He's yeah. like, um, but kind of like before what you were saying, I was supposed to launch August and I ended up launching oh almost a year and a half later. Wow. Um, but it worked out for the best because yeah. I would have launched before my second baby came. I'm so much more busy now than I was before. And mm-hmm. so everything works out, right? <laughs> um, whether you want it to in that sense, like at the moment, but yeah. it was, yeah, building a tech platform with no experiences. It's not easy. There's lots of 
I don't want to call them failures, but lots of lessons to be learned. Um, and it's usually the hard way unless oh, you yeah. find an amazing developer right off the bat. Right. And that's, that's hard to do. You don't know who to trust. You don't know the language to speak. You know, right. you don't know what you don't know. And I always say this in business. I'm like, be very careful when you start going down a new path. You don't know what you don't know. And the worst thing that can happen is you lose time or money. And both of those things, you know, are precious to an entrepreneur, as you know. <laughs> so, you know, that's what we yeah. fear we're going to lose is time or money. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's hard to build that trust and get that right vendor in place. But, um, yeah, having somebody that you can go to and the more you at least have base knowledge, like it sounds like you at least have base knowledge now, which helps you to select a good vendor when you don't have good base knowledge is when you can get the runaround a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's all about now I know this, but it's all about testing, you know? So there's ways to go about having developers do a test for you, like creating something small on the platform or, um, you know, something like that, where, Mm -hmm me, my dad was like, oh yeah, let's just have him do a test. I'm like, no, 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 let's just do it. Let's just do it. Like I want to get it going, you know? <laughs> right. um, and that was where I messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, you learn from your mistakes. Um, somebody actually, I heard them say, they were like, you know, when you start a business, it's probably going to take three times the amount of time and three times the amount of money. Oh, and so it's true. just, <laughs> yeah. Cause I thought I was going to launch you know, X amount of time, X amount of money. And it was more than that. Um, however, I will say this, if I knew that it was going to take two years and however much it costs, I would not have even started. So it's almost better not to know. Right. Right. Yeah. Going in blind is sometimes a blessing, right? Because then you start realizing like, you know, if somebody told me at the very beginning of starting a business that it was going to cost me relationships and, you know, X amount of money and time and frustration and people were going to stab me in the back and be like, oh, hell no, I'm not signing up for that. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but looking back, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love what I do. And, and exactly. you know, you know, going into it, you know, you don't want to know all the bad things that will happen, but you certainly do want, you know, the, the successes are well worth it. And that's the one thing that I think people need to know going into being an entrepreneur is if you love what you do, it, it makes all the difference in, you know, reviving that passion every single day, even through all the hardships. Yeah, 100%. Like I was saying, I was, I was pregnant and going through kind of this emotional roller coaster with my developers. And I told my yeah. husband, like, what, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> um, and like, he was my biggest cheerleader. He's like, listen, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was like, I'm so grateful. Um, but he said, he's like, you just need to think of it as you are getting your MBA. Yes. Like, this is your MBA. You're learning on the job, essentially. And if you build this platform and it fails, you'll find a job anywhere because you built a tech platform that failed. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. That's kind of how I started to look at it. Like I am spending money to eventually build this incredible community for female founders. Mm -hmm. In the process, I'm learning so much of what to do, what not to do, and then using that knowledge to help other women try to grow their business. and like help them get over hurdles that I've already been through. Yeah. And that's the best part is now yeah. I can look back and be like, okay, so I did this. Yeah. I did not 
or let me help you do this. Or let me hop on a call with you. If you're talking to a developer, like I would love to help you out. Um, and if I don't know, let me text my developer and see if he can help out. So just being a resource for people using what I've learned to benefit others. That's awesome. That's such a gift and people don't realize. And so this is what I love about, you know, women who are in this entrepreneurial space is that the first thing we want to do is bring others up too, you know? And so we really do. We are each other's biggest cheerleader sometimes because it's like, okay, I did it. I figured it out. It didn't kill me. So let's figure out (laughs) how to bring others up into that space. And and it's, you know, I think that there's not enough of it because there's not enough of us that say, okay, I figured this part out. I, I I mastered this puzzle, or at least I've, I've, I've muddled my way through it, whether you mastered it or you muddled your way through it. And some days are different than others. Right? Some days I feel like right. the master. Some days I feel like I'm still figuring it out. Sometimes um, in the same day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, having those moments where you're like, okay, you know, I, I want somebody else to learn from this. I started coaching during the, 2020 pandemic because you know my business was kind of shut down I'm like well guess I'll just sit here and wait for <laughs> things to open back up again and um you know unfortunately my my business can't be remote it's this events and so um but yeah I found that you know coaching coaching was such a blessing because I just loved having that ability to share knowledge with people I think that's such a it's such a gift so congratulations on that what a great pivot um, Thank you. Same for you. I read that in your bio, actually, that you started yeah. coming, like, wow, like, why would she not do that? You have so much experience. Like, <laughs> such a great idea for you to do that. Well, because I think when you're busy and you're, you know, you're, you're in the weeds and what you're doing and everything is like busy, 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 you're not coming up for air, you know? Right. And so you haven't started figuring out like, you know, it's only been, let's see, I'm, I just turned 46 this week. And so now I've like, you start thinking about, what do I want my legacy to be? Like, how do I want to be remembered? Like, I don't want to be remembered as working my ass off for 25 years. Like, I want to actually do something that contributes back mm-hmm. to society besides working all the time. And so, and as an entrepreneur, it doesn't feel like work so much sometimes because you're just, you're in the weeds doing it. But um, I love that your your whole platform just kind of revolves around, you know, helping female founders figure out how to connect with their, with their audience. So tell me about pivoting in your business and, and what that feels like and how, how is it scary? Is it exhilarating? Is it a little bit of everything? Tell me about pivoting. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of everything. (laughs) It's, it almost feels like starting over, Mm. but not. So let me explain what I mean by that. So I started off as an influencer marketing platform. And as I was growing the platform and building, I realized that I didn't have people around me that I could lean on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I mentioned, it was during the pandemic. I was living with my parents and I didn't really know anybody else in the tech space. Um, I wouldn't have made the mistakes I did if I, if I had, right. (laughs) I essentially wanted to create a community for Um, Again, people like myself for women who needed the support, um, brainstorming resources, Mm -hmm. just somebody to be like, wow, you're doing amazing. Um, And I wanted to bring that aspect onto the platform as well. Mm -hmm. So I started to kind of build that out as I was 
Um, I think a month after I launched, I started to do that okay. and I started to, um, host week, a monthly mastermind. So it was like a monthly one and a half hour class where I would bring in an expert to teach something on business for 45 minutes. And then we would brainstorm, network, connect, um, for the other 45 minutes. And people were building like actual friendships. It was incredible to see people's businesses growing and ideas flowing. And then I'm on Instagram and I see like two of the girls having coffee together. Oh, I'm like, that's, that's so awesome. Cool. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. And they're like, yeah, we knew you would love this. I'm like, this is, this is what it's all about. Like I have the most incredible girlfriends in the world, they are not entrepreneurs. So when I launched, I felt like I, and nobody was like, I mean, my husband, you know, was of course, but nobody yeah. was like, Oh my God, and all this is so cool. And it's nice to have that once in a while. Like I root people on every single day. Cause I'm so happy for them and so excited. It's nice to have it in return as well. And yeah. that's kind of what made me start to like really incorporate the networking aspect. Um, because I wanted people to cheer on and I wanted them to cheer my platform on and just to like love on each other. Yes. Um, and so that monthly masterclass turned into weekly, which is what we do now. Um, so it's a weekly masterclass every single week and it's kind of changed and geared more towards marketing since the marketing industry or marketing in general is just constantly changing. And there's so right. many aspects from email to affiliate influencer, branding, copy, storytelling, web design. I mean, you name it, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's changing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And everybody can learn from it, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you're an influence influencer, or you've built, you know, a $6 million app, you can benefit from learning new marketing tactics. Oh, absolutely. And so that's why I kind of shifted it from business in general to marketing. And then, um, we do a co-working hour as well on Thursdays. So when I pivoted, it was like, okay, how how do I pivot without like confusing people? Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. Um, I I've always been very vocal on my Instagram stories about like, okay, hey, like this is what I'm kind of thinking. What do you guys think of this? Doing polls, asking questions, getting yeah. advice, and then implementing. I'm just I've always been one of those people where I just, if I have an idea, I will make it happen. It's not like, oh, when will I make it? It's like, I'm going to do it now. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it's like before I can regret it type of yeah, thing. Um, yeah. So when I shifted from the influencer marketing platform to incorporating the masterclasses, it was obviously like so well received. And then I'm like, you know, I have all these brands and influencers on my website why not bring in service providers that can find clients from the brand perspective? Right. And yeah. it was kind of like full circle. So it, it's all about messaging. It's all about, you know, really honing in on like your target market. And I mean, it was a lot of work. Like you have to change the homepage, the copy, your email secret. Yeah. Um, it, it's not easy to pivot, but I think once you get through it, and in my case, documenting the changes and the process, 
um, kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. It, it helps other people that may take a little bit longer to implement things realize like, okay, I can do it, you know? Right. And that's what our weekly meetings are all about. Like you want to pivot, let's talk about it. What's your problem. And there's, you know, five to 10 people in the group that are like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Or you should try this, or you should yeah. try this and market it like this. Um, and that's the whole point. So mm-hmm. we kind of shifted it that way. And then, um, eventually I was like, you know, I have a platform. You, it's essentially like Facebook. There's a community feed. There's a search feature. There's a message center. You can build out a profile. I'm like, I'm a social media platform. I'm not a community. It's a full on a social media platform, no algorithms, no restrictions, inclusive 100%. There's a free option. There's a paid option. And so changing that messaging also mm-hmm. was like, people were like, oh yeah, this makes so much more sense. So I think when you pivot in the right direction, people are right. like, okay, I see this. Yeah. Yeah. You they know? can see the vision. Right. Right. Exactly. And so when you're pivoting, I think one of the things that's really critical to pivoting well is timing. Right. So like getting the timing right, because sometimes we take too long and we, we, we get so entrenched in, you know, we, uh, I've, uh, there's a entrepreneur group that I belong to and they always say, don't get married to your ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're co- completely, you know, married to this idea, you have such a hard time thinking like, well, you know, I've already invested this much into it. And even though, you know, pivoting is the right thing, you feel like, it would be a loss. And typically pivoting is not a loss. It's it's a gain, but it takes bravery and courage to like say, I can I can disconnect from what I thought this was going to be because this is where I see it going. Yeah, absolutely. And w- it's so funny you say that because I spent so much time and money building this platform, mm-hmm. but the people that I was communicating with were more interested in the master classes. Oh, they were wow. using the platform. And so that was kind of why I wanted to shift the verbiage and call it a social media platform mm-hmm. because then people will post more, they'll communicate more with each other, comment because it's not just a community where the community really happens in the master classes. Social media is such a buzzword for people that want right. to connect. And so yes. Once I kind of changed that, Mm -hmm. the focus was more towards the platform. And I also put where, as before, I was kind of sending out Zoom links via email. I created an events page on the platform. So people had to sign into the platform. They can access the events from the platform. They can access previous events. Like everything is recorded on YouTube. Um, And so it kind of forced people like to get on the platform. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. Good strategy. I love it. I love it. Well, very cool. So tell me a little bit more about what inspi- who inspires you or what inspires you? You know, I think about this all the time. And I love kind of like the story that I said before, when the two girls were having coffee together. Yes. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm like early pregnancy. So I'm like very emotional, oh. right? Now. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, like super early. So, um, but I just, I love making people's day better. Yeah. And if that means like they're super frustrated with their business going into like their morning coffee mm-hmm. and then joining the masterclass and messaging me like, oh my gosh, I have so much more clarity. Like that yes. is what drives me. 
Yeah. I love it so, so much. And when I see other people rooting people on or connecting or like two people on a podcast that, you know, met through like-minded collective, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I love it so, so, so much. And that's honestly what drives me. Um, I could say my girls, which I obviously want them to think I'm a badass. Yes, of <laughs> um, course. You know, but but ultimately it's it's you know, you sacrifice time sometimes with your children to build something that is very meaningful in order to make more time with your kids later. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, so yeah, my why is really just like like in the intro, you said, like, I want women to know how incredible they are, to know that they matter and to know that there is a place for them, whether they are aspiring entrepreneurs or have raised millions of dollars for their business. Like, yeah, we love everyone. As Absolutely. long as you're <laughs> yay. I love that. That's so wonderful. I love it. I love it. Yes, I love women lifting other women up. I am such a fan of like, you know, seeing women bring other women up with them and cheering them on and being their biggest supporters. I think there's just not enough of it. And I just, you know, that's how we get to where we're going to be is other women lifting women up. So yeah, 100%. I was on, um, I was in a clubhouse room Mm -hmm. and I'm a part of other female communities. Like I I pay to be a part of other female communities Mm -hmm. because I think the more female communities you're in, the more you learn and the more connections you make. For sure. So I was in a clubhouse room that my friend is a part of a different female community that I'm not a part of, but she was like, Imbal, come in this room. She like pulled me up on stage and I was introducing myself and I was kind of talking about like minded collective and somebody booted me off the stage. Oh no. And I was like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so she met, she brought me back on stage Um, and I finished what I was saying, but she messaged me and she was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know who did that. Um, that's so rude. It's not okay. And later on, like I launched my affiliate program, um, Mm -hmm. officially next week, but I launched it this week. So I messaged her. I was like, Hey, I don't know if it's a conflict of interest, but I would love to have you as an affiliate. She's such a supportive person and in the community. And she's like, I'm actually out of that community. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's like, I know who did that to you. I just, I'm all about, you know, um, community and collaboration and no competition. And it was just like such a horrible community to be a part of. And Mm -hmm. it just, there's so many women in this world. (laughs) There's so many women who are parts of multiple communities. Like why do you have to compete and why do you have to be so catty? Mm-hmm. And it would just, it speaks volumes to the type of, you know, um, people who are in that community. So I'm glad that you stepped away and I'm glad that there's incredible communities. Like I'm a part of a few, um, and you know, it's, there are incredible women out there. Yeah. Um, some just still need to learn a little bit. Well, and I feel <laughs> like there's still this over, oh, you know, this kind of like, women can be threatened by other women. And I don't think, uh, you know, it it makes me sad when I see that, because honestly, like we all bring so much to the table and we, we only get bigger and better by supporting each other. You know, if we're not getting that support from anywhere else, we at least need to provide it for each other. And so I hate seeing women hurt other women. And, and, you know, you do see it a lot, unfortunately, in the corporate world, especially climbing a corporate ladder. You'll see that where, you know, a woman gets to this executive level and she sabotages women under her because she, she, she doesn't want competition, you know, and, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not okay. You know, it's, it's just not okay. 
So as women, we often give our power away. So, you know, in a situation like this, you know, like, what have you done? Where, when have you given your power away? And when have you stepped into your power? And when, what was the difference between the two times? I mean, have you, can you remember a time where you've given your power away? And it could be something as simple as, you know, I didn't take credit for something that I built, or I didn't, you know, I didn't advance when I could have. And, you know, tell me a time that you've stepped into your power and what the difference was. Oh my gosh. I've kind of always had a mouth on me. (laughs) (laughs) I respect that. (laughs) Um, but I will say that before I did, and that kind of started in college, um, in high school, it happened all the time. I got stepped on. Um, I was bullied and I, I didn't stand up for myself, um, in anything really. And I think once I hit college and I realized like, wow, like I will never let that happen to me again. Um, that's kind of where I, I, you know, it's difficult for me to work for people because I have a hard time. Um, how should I say it? Like taking bad leads. Like if I think that somebody is doing Mm -hmm. a bad job, like a manager or something, like I will step up and say it. And it's usually a guy and I've gotten fired for insubordination. Um, but you and me both, kind of, sister. that has happened yeah. to me too. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like powerful women are like that. Like you just, <laughs> if you're doing something wrong, I'm going to tell you and I'm sorry. Right. But <laughs> right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so I think like, that's when I, like one of the first times that I actually like stepped into my power is like standing up for myself. And it's funny because I stood up to the owner. It was at a, a restaurant that I worked at. I stood up to the owner and I said, you know, he's the one you should fire, not me. And yeah. Um, I, I ended up getting fired. Yeah. Um, but he ended up getting fired and then they brought me back on as the general manager a couple of years wow. later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I, so, I had a, I had a sales manager who, uh, who, uh, we were going on a sales appointment and he's like, don't worry about, I'll just, you just sit there and look pretty and I'll do all the talking. <laughs> Just, no. And I said, you're such a effing douchebag. <laughs> I just can't believe people Apparently that wasn't those okay. words that come out of their mouth. I know. I know. So oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, gosh, I know. So what would you tell your 18 year old self? Kind of like what we just said, like, don't let anybody take your power away. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's so powerful. And that's something that I'm definitely going to let, you know, teach my girls because this world can be cruel, Mm -hmm. but I think that when you're nice and you are positive, not too nice though, don't let people walk all over you. Um, you'll get so far in this world. And Mm -hmm. I, I also, I really truly believe that in the sense of like, when you give, more than you receive, you really actually receive so much more. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's something I would also tell my, my younger self. Awesome. And then last question. Um, what do you wish more people knew? Oh man. <laughs> I wish that more people knew. That's a really good question. There's so many things, um, that you can just message somebody and introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, I think networking and like really building genuine relationships is so few and far between now that 
you know, when somebody messages you, you're like, oh my God, what do they want? (laughs) You know, Um, (laughs) but it shouldn't be that way. It should just be like, Hey, like you're doing a great job. I actually started messaging people, um, to kind of build relationships with them through my platform or on Instagram and just telling them like, Hey, um, I just found your, your Instagram and decided to follow you. I love your content. I think as women entrepreneurs, we need to give and, you know, receive compliments once in a while. So keep doing what you're doing. And it's just like, it's nice because you start to build that relationship. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not being like, they're like, Oh, thank you. So nice to meet you. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, do you want to try my platform? Like, it's not how it it works. Right. (laughs) I'm just like genuinely interested in getting to know them. So I think more people knew that it's okay to just say hi and introduce yourself and give a compliment Mm -hmm. and just really try to build genuine relationships in your life because that'll take you so much farther. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's not enough of that. You know, like I, I see messages on my LinkedIn and I always cringe. I'm like, okay, what sales pitch is this? You know, but it's like, it's so nice when somebody just reaches out to say, Hey, you're crushing it. Keep going. You know, like that's the best message. And it's like, if you want to open up lines of communication, send a message like that, you know, I know so different. Like what's, what's your favorite color? I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Where is this going? (laughs) And I said, I don't have one. And she's like, Oh, usually we find that entrepreneur's favorite color is green because of money. I'm like, Oh God. Oh gosh. (laughs) And then she went into her sales page. I'm like, no. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Well, that's so awesome. Well, so happy that we got a chance to talk today. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think you are definitely going to inspire a lot of people and, you know, and, and the fact that you're juggling the mom and the CEO and, you know, two different businesses and pivoting your platform and technology. I just love your, your, your courage in in doing it all. So I am so proud of you. Great job on all of it. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And if anybody is listening, wants to check out the platform, just Mm -hmm. send a message on Instagram and I'll give you a free month to try it out. Awesome. And tell us what the platform is again. So everybody hears it likemindedcollective.com. So on Instagram, it's like.minded.collective. I run my social media. So I'll answer all emails, DMs, all that good stuff. So definitely reach out even just to say hi. Very cool. Thank you so much. So that is it for us today. I am so grateful for your time and bulk, Claudio. And please do check her out on Like Minded Collective. And we look forward to seeing all the cool things that you're doing in the future. So please like, subscribe, and check us out later on uh, future episodes of uh, prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining our guests on the Pretty Powerful Podcast. And we hope you've gained new insight and learned from exceptional women. Remember to subscribe or check out this and all episodes on prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Visit us next time. And until then, step into your own power.